You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room 205-342-9904 is the way to get in any of the shows here at Tide 100.9. Our X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for our show is the same as always, Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Makes it pretty easy. Uh, there, download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go before we get started though we want to thank a great sponsor uh for the seven o'clock hour really throughout the show uh and that is yellowwood is that time of year again the honeydew list is growing and the projects are adding up the time is right to build that new fence deck pergola you've been dreaming about and there's no better product than yellowwood brand pressure treated pine yellowwood offers the best protection from rot fungal decay and termite attacks so your project will last for years to come head on down to your local dealer and always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. No guests the first hour uh, this morning. So we'd love to have your phone calls. A lot of times we get pressed up with phone calls on that 7.30 hour. Not the case today, so we'll be able to uh, take you throughout the hour. Once again, 205-342-9904. In the second hour, we'll talk to Bill Cameron and find out what's going on down on the plains of Auburn. Justin uh, Troll will join us at the top of the hour. We got Justin Jones. Too many Justins around here behind the glass, getting you in and out of the show. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. I guess we already ought to have some Alabama, Florida stuff, but uh, can't get them to get Alabama to return the call. So that's all you can do. Uh, we had two games last night. There's a lot of things to be said. Had two games last night. The Tennessee game. Tennessee came out ready, not ready to play. Didn't act like they wanted to play. Went the first half. It was ridiculous. Uh, hung in there as best they could, but they just they weren't fired up, ready to play. Connect was not playing very well. Uh, they ended up uh, winning the game. Uh, Connect, uh, if you guard Connect, you're going to beat. You have a good chance to beat Connect. Now you're not going to hold him up scoreless, but if you can hold him to 10, 12 points, I think you, I think you've got a good chance to beat Tennessee. Anyway, Tennessee goes on the road against a, a basketball team that has uh, most of you know has not won at all. And uh, so it's that that's what happens there. That they their their fans are still staying with them. They just not they just not uh, able to to beat anybody. Both of them had both of them hit I think five threes apiece. If I'm saying that correctly. Um, in the other game, uh, it was a game of uh, where the officials wanted to show their fannies, and um, we had. Uh, with 34 free throws by attempted by one team, and then we had uh, 39 free throws by the other team. So they spent their day watching them uh, shoot free throws. But uh, there's been a bad rumor, uh, and I'm not going to give the rumor to make you think, uh, about Arkansas. 
and, and some of their problems uh, with their players. But uh, they came over to A&M and may have, I, I use the word may, may have knocked A&M out of having a chance to go to the NCAA tournament because they go into to College Station and they win 78-71. Uh, the Mark kid, who's a left-handed kid from Houston, who's come over from Houston, and I'm sure he's sorry he did, uh, because the way Houston plays, got 26, and uh, so they were. It was they were uh, only four for 18, I think it was uh, from the three-point line, or four for 15, something like that. And A um, uh, and M didn't shoot much, but A and M's okay, not great. But have been really good at home, but really not good enough to to do anything. Uh, otherwise, um, Creighton. Uh, beat Connecticut. Now, Creighton has lost seven games. I know Alabama played them and got beat a couple of points, but Creighton has lost seven games. They beat Connecticut naked, and the Connecticut coach uh, got up and said, we didn't coach them very well, and the kids didn't play very well. And so a good win for, for them because I think, along with Barry, I don't know what Barry thinks completely, but I think Connecticut is the team to beat. BYU did beat Baylor. All the home teams are, seem like that they're winning. Uh, I'm going to jump around just a little bit. Aaron Judge, who's a, a great player at the Yankees, has a really bad, big, bad toe. It may that may cause him to be worked on for before every game. Whether that's interesting to you or not, I have no idea. Um, okay, Charlie Baker. Charlie Baker says that uh, we should we should let people transfer when they want to. That the uh, average student is transferring uh, as much as an athlete, and that the coaches are, according to the players, the, the coaches are, trans- are are leaving their jobs. So why can't they? So they have uh, decided. Uh, he's decided that uh, that that's what they need to do. He's uh, come out and said that uh, um, they should. They, they can. They're visiting. Uh, about whether to uh, have an increase in the number of teams in the NCAA tournament. I'll give you my opinion. Barry may have one totally different. You do that, you hurt the, you hurt the teams in, that 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 are, are fighting for an NCAA bid, but you know they're going to get one, so you don't go to the game. I think it hurts attendance. I, 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 the little teams, the Sanford should be able to go, sure. But as far as just having everybody go or a big number go, I, I think that's wrong. You can call in and tell me I'm wrong if you wish. But uh, that that's what they're thinking about doing. We'll see what happens there. Okay. Uh, he says that uh, in order to get anything done, they're going to have to work with Congress. Uh, the situation about them being, uh, being employees is, is going to be a mess through Congress. Uh, that he's trying to work through them. Um but anyway, those two things, he, 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 he likes the transfer portal, which I think Barry and I don't. I don't, and Barry doesn't either. And so that, that, does that matter? Not really. Um, okay, the five and seven rule that Barry and I will discuss uh, will be will, for the college playoffs next year, which will be interesting to all of you. Uh, the five highest-ranked conference champions, and the seven at-large participants will play. That that will be at-large, and I don't know how they'll be picked, but that's where they'll do it. Um, there will there is no ruling on more than one could get in from 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 one conference. 
if they if they if they, they showed they could. Uh, there's going to be no limits on the number of participants from any conference. So remember that, because you'll be asking that. Uh, and no conference will be guaranteed a berth. Does not mean that if the SEC doesn't have anybody that's any good, the SEC doesn't get anybody. That's not going to happen, of course. But if, if your if your league is not good enough, we don't go by leagues. We go by players and, and things like that. Uh, uh, the first the the four highest ranked conference champions will receive first round by. If you're the if you're on the new format, if you're the one of the four highest ranked, I don't know who ranks them, Barry. Teams that face off in the first round will play at home. And um, so it goes on and on and on. We're a long way from that, but I think it's something that we need to, to mention. Um, as far as uh, who you want to fuss at for, the, uh, we've already mentioned it, but I'll mention again the offensive coordinators. Uh, Nick Sheridan is going to be the offensive coordinators, but he's going to coach the quarterbacks. And the Shepherd kid, Marcus Shepherd, is going to be uh, one of the offensive coordinators. So I don't know who you can fuss at, uh, but he will not coach the quarterbacks. And so I've already sort of gone over the the five seven playoff. When we talk about five seven, at least you'll know a little bit um, about what we're talking about. Um, the only other game that just kind of interests you tonight, I'm jumping around, is Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Mississippi State, uh, you better be careful on that one. I wouldn't. I, Mississippi State, given seven and a half, I might take Ole Miss in that one. Uh, in Florida and Alabama tonight at seven, uh, but it's six our time. I'm not sure. Uh, ESPN two. Uh, Alabama is uh, eight and a half point favorite. UAB entertains Rice in Birmingham and. UAB is 11 and a half point favorite. I've already talked too much. We'll turn it over to Barry. We'll Barry and I'll talk. Uh, all right. Uh, also, uh, Rob Vaughn, uh, they, they beat Middle Tennessee last night uh, to go 6 and 1. But bad news for those guys. Uh, Riley Quick, uh, Riley was a freshman last year, appeared in 16 games. He was your Saturday starter. Um, Last Saturday, pitched three innings. Uh, Dad and Justin pitched really well. I think Riley's brother uh, played football at Alabama. I think transfer maybe to Georgia Tech, but Riley's from Hewitt Trust. So anyway, uh, had Tommy John surgery uh, yesterday, so uh, he will be lost for the season. Uh, there seems like that surgery is more common now today. So after just one outing, he will be out the rest of the season. Seems like they can get those guys back, maybe. Uh, for next year, so I hate that uh, for Riley Quick, who, um, like I said, pitched 16 games his freshman year, and after one game, uh, uh, will lose his season. And uh, he was projected to be one of the start weekend starters for Alabama, and actually started uh, Saturday's game. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline and bring Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I, I hope y'all are good. Um, the game tonight, I think, is going to be a to be a tremendously entertaining game. Um, Florida has won seven of their last eight. Their last loss was on the 3rd of February. They lost by one point to Texas A&M. So this is a very good team. They've got, um, they average 84 points a game. They've got um, four guards that average double figures, and they've got a forward by the name of Samuel 
that averages 12 points a game, and then the rest of their scoring comes from uh, a couple of forwards and, and a center that averages about six points a game. So it's going to be a fast-paced game. I think it could be very high-scoring and, and a, one of the better games of the year. Yeah, Alabama currently is an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, you know, Alabama's blown people out uh, at home, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes uh, tonight. Uh, Florida, uh, they've been one to me. They've been one of the surprise teams. I don't know about Dad in the SEC. I don't. I didn't know much about their their coach is a young guy. He's thirty eight. Looks like he's about eighteen, uh, but he seems mm-hmm. to have done a good job with them uh, in just a second. Uh, year there. They had picked up a good win at Georgia uh, on Saturday. So, Dad, your thoughts about Florida coming in tonight? I think Florida's very capable. They go through stretches sometimes that they, they lose it a little bit, but they have the capability of, of playing well. I think um, I think Alabama wins the game. I don't know if they cover the line or not. I think Florida's good. They're middle of the pack team right now, probably, probably a little bit more towards the top than they are the bottom. But uh, it'll be a tough game, I'm sure. Uh, Florida come in ready to play. Uh, this is, you know, we're going through five teams that you play twice. And unfortunately, through all these games, Alabama is not. Now they're finally playing Florida. They got to go two games full after this. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, they, you know, they're not many teams have five guys averaging double figures. They do have five guys. Uh, all the way from 16, 15, 12, 11, and 10. So, uh, as you said, uh, Philip averaging 84 points a game. So they are one team that could possibly score with Alabama. Most of these teams can't score with them, especially over in Coleman Coliseum. No, they can't. Yeah, that, that's the thing right there. And if Alabama, you know, gets a 15 to 16-point lead, you know, seven or so minutes to go in the game, is pretty much curtains for the opponent. But, Hopefully Alabama can come out and, and, and have another strong showing. Um, I know they, I'm sure they will. I would imagine this game sold out. Do, do you guys know? I haven't heard. My brother actually was texting me last night asking me about if it was a, a sellout. You know, I think, uh, you know, I always gripe about the times. I guess there's nothing you can do about it. But 6 o'clock, it will be, you know, a lot of times – uh, you'll get in there and say, man, there's nobody here. Then you look up about 6.30 and it's filled in uh, there. So I think 6 o'clock is a tough time for out-of-town people. People that are working here locally really don't get a chance to go home. Uh, they'll just go straight to the game there. So we'll, we'll see how, what kind of crowd you got in there. I just don't know crazy about the 6 o'clock time. I think it hurts you with people that want to travel down here and watch watch Alabama play. Well, a good a basketball fans will make it. You know, that's all there is to it. And, and that's going to be, a, a, I think, a really good game tonight. And Alabama's got to be on guard. And I thought Brian Fowler took the hat to him for getting Kalen DeBoer on yesterday. That was a great interview. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to hear. We may play some of that interview. Uh, Dad and I will try to reach out to their, their people there as well, it seems like. Uh, a little bit different. Uh, Coach Saban, would, you know, he did our show one time. But it seems like Kalen DeBoer is uh, willing to do local shows here, which will be a change. Uh, so maybe we can get him on as well. But, uh, yeah, kudos to Ryan for getting that done. Hey, y'all have a good day. Thank you, Philip. All right, you. we'll take this break here. We'll get back. Phone lines be back up in 205-342-9904. Your thoughts about the Alabama-Florida uh, game tonight. And, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, Texas A&M killed their chances last night of 
uh, getting to the NCAA tournament. Bad, bad loss for those guys. Two-man truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Moving is stressful enough, so let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Well, it's a local, out-of-town, out-of-state. Let the professionals handle it. Once again, 205-247-5050. That's two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. If you're making the drive down from Northport, crossing over the Hugh Thomas Bridge up to Jack Warner Parkway, no big problems along that part of the ride. Same story on 2059, just minimal backups, if any, between Fosters and Cottondale and Highway 69. For those of you coming up from Hale County to join the drive-in this morning, you're in good shape, very quiet all around the region, at least for the moment. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. A Senate bill sponsored by Bibb County State Senator April Weaver legally defines a male and a female. It's headed to the floor for debate in the upper chamber after being passed by committee. Weaver told reporters at the Capitol it's a woman's rights issue. There is a portion of the bill allowing someone to be assigned intersex designation at birth if medical. Show you how many Tuscaloosa customers are searching online for your type of business. It's quick, easy, and free. Visit mylocalcustomers.com. That's mylocalcustomers.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another big warm-up today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 69. Tonight, mostly fair with a low at 48. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy and mild. The chance of a shower by afternoon. Rain more likely tomorrow night, the high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk. Period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back to inside the locker room. A couple local teams will play today up in uh, Bill Harris Arena. ACA will take on Hale County. The winner goes to the Final Four. Uh, the team that put us out, Helena, uh, ended up uh, winning again yesterday. Knocked off McAdory, so they will be uh, in the Final Four. Uh, they will take on uh, Buckhorn and then Mountain Brook and Carver, Montgomery, other two teams in the 6A. I know Huntsville uh, made it in 7A. Uh, Hoover uh, made it in 7A, and I'm not sure about the, I think, uh, Central Phoenix City, and I need to check to see if Enterprise or Baker uh, won, but next week, it uh, seems like we're in such a rush to get all these games, and then <laughs> these teams play, uh, so like the Helena uh, game will not be till next Wednesday, so now they have eight days off. Uh, so we had a big stink, we had a big stink in ladies basketball, you Yeah. Know? I guess they – I don't really understand what happened. They didn't mark the scorebook right. No. Uh, and so two people two people didn't got it incorrect, not just one, not just the scores table, but uh, somewhere or another the, the, the point was not put on there. Yeah, or uh, the end of that game ended up going to overtime, which it shouldn't. I think Viger was, should have won the game. I'm not 100% sure who they were playing there. But, yeah, there was a scoring error no there. Either. Scoring no error there and – uh, the team that actually won the game did not win the game. Uh, you got to think somehow they could go back and correct that. All right, get to the Yellowwood hotline, get Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. 
Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? All right. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for asking. You know, uh, it's interesting to me that we golf has made the turn off of the West Coast. They're headed to uh, the Florida tournaments, and we're pointing our way right on to the Masters. It's, it's amazing how time flies, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt. And and it makes you, you know, when you start marking uh, golf season, if you're interested in golf like I am, uh, you know, Pebble Beach represents to me uh, the beginning of uh, golf on the continental United States. And uh, and then you start to, with Pebble Beach, you start to count down to the Masters. And, um, you know, my favorite Masters memory is the 85 when Jack Nicklaus won. And, and my favorite call of that uh, tournament was on 16 with Vern Lundquist uh, calling the birdie that uh, Jack made on that par three, Coach. You remember it well, I'm sure. Yeah, I do. And, I do. Uh, I mean, remember what year but yeah and that that that's probably my all-time favorite uh right there because i wanted so bad uh for jack nichols to win another major and then i i really enjoyed it but you know i found out this week that this will be burn with last masters yeah and that's kind of a sad thing to me because i've, I've enjoyed burn over the years and uh, and I think he's done a great job. And I was reading some stuff on him. Do you know that he and Coach Saban are the best of friends? No, I didn't. I didn't know. I know Vern a little bit. I've met him once. But I, don't, I didn't know that. No. I think he would be an interesting guest if you could manage. And I think he's willing to do with with your uh, statue uh, as a celebrity. He would be willing to do an interview on the radio with you. But uh, my suggestion would be to see if that could, could happen and and talk to him about what he's done over the years. He said the last time that he called a game that was going to be his last time at Denny Stadium, uh, that uh, Coach Saban set up a situation to where uh, – they would get a picture together at the athletic uh, facility. And he said he had a, co- a, a picture of him and Coach Saban on his wall in his office. There, there's a lot of interesting stuff about Burns uh, that yeah. a lot of people just don't know that I think would be a fascinating guest. Yeah, I think the biggest problem is getting his, you know, getting his private number. They, they hide those things pretty regular. But we'll see. I'll see. Well, I've got I've got a suggestion on that if you don't mind. Okay. On uh, how to do it, uh, I think that uh, there's a number of people, uh, not not youngsters, but some of the people that's been around a while at the athletic department uh, that could help with that. Okay. And that would be willing to help you with it. Yeah. Well, and, uh, I, 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 let's see. I, I don't know. I don't know the SIDs as well, well as the FBI Sorry. Do you think you would enjoy interviewing him? Though I think you would. Sure. I think he was a lot smarter. You know, people got down on him the way they get down on these people that are doing it now. Uh, they got they uh, they just did, I, and it was, it was ridiculous because these. I thought he's excellent uh, on in the.
in the booth and also in in, in golf. Uh, so you know he called he called the 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 shot that Tiger made it barely fell in on sixteen. Uh, the putt, uh, but yeah, I thought he was good. He, he he got, you know, he got criticized by Alabama people a lot. They didn't like him, but I I thought I agree with you. I thought he was very good. Nobody, no stone is left unturned at Alabama. You yeah. say one negative word, and I'm the world's worst. I'm gonna <laughs> kill you to my friend. I, 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 you, you're dead. But when I sober up from that. I, you know, I get logical, and that's the case with Burn with me today. But I thought I'd pass that on. That this is okay. I'll see what we can do. I don't know that I, I don't know them have the ability to do it, but I'll try. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that there's somebody that that you know in the athletic department at Alabama that can uh, can make that happen. And, and uh, but I mean, you may not want to fool with it. But well, I don't mind having Vern on. I love to have him on if I, if I can get to him. Yeah, I think you and him, you know, talking would be fascinating to listen to your history, his history. You know, he called the game uh, with uh, Christian Leitner, the yeah. Duke and. Uh, uh, oh, what, who were they playing? And he hit that shot, you know, with one Grant Hill threw it to him. What, who were they playing? Duke and um, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was Kentucky. Yeah. And you know, but you know what Burns said? Burns said that Christian Leitner was the most despicable human being <laughs> that you could ever know. He, he said, went very well liked. Hated. Uh, Hated the ground he walked on. Yeah, they and, uh, like. and he said that during that game against Kentucky, there was three instances in that game that he should have been kicked out of the game. Yeah, late, late that, was one of those guys. That. If you were a Duke fan, you loved him, and if you were. Uh, Anybody else you couldn't stand? There was a lot of guys like that. I'm sure Draymond Green's probably like that in the NF in the NBA now. Uh, you're probably fine with him. He's on your team, you love him. Yeah, yeah. Jay, Jay Billis. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of guys like that. So uh, good call, Tom. We appreciate Thanks, Tom. it. You, uh, yeah, I enjoyed you, it. You, you gave him. Y'all have a great day. You gave him some homework, something to work yeah, on. That'll be some. That'll be some big time homework. <laughs> <laughs> you can get that done. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to break here. Let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes before we get to break. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that we talk about each and every day uh, because they're they're gifted. Uh, you have an accident that didn't need to be an accident, or you have somebody come after you over over being disgusted with you on the highways, uh, whether it be somebody in the neighborhood or whether it, whether it be uh, kinfolks. We have kinfolks fighting kinfolks all the time. Uh, so the problem comes up, and you don't know how to handle it. Uh, I think that's the really important thing there. So you call Prince Glover and Hayes at 345-1234. They all... Listen to what you have to say on the telephone. Then head over to 701 Rice Mine Road if they feel that you have a case. And then they will do a good job of representing you. So um, if you've got a problem and you're confused, and I guarantee you, brother, if you have one, you're confused because it's a confusing time. 345-1234, Prince Clever Night. PrinceLaw.net is the website. And always remember, if they don't win... 
you don't pay. Let's the tide 100.912. Sure, and mark your calendars for this free, exciting event for all ages. For more details, log on to NorthportBunnyTrail.com. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, Coach DeBoer, uh, give Ryan Fowler credit, uh, getting him on. Uh, Dad, we'll play a couple of his clips here. but uh, And there's, I think Ryan had a guy on from Seattle. He said that DeBoer is willing to do a lot of local stuff. Uh, you know, and, but I know that Alabama will, there'll be so many requests for this guy to, 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 to do interviews. Eventually they're going to step in and, and, and probably, uh, you know, tell him, to not try to do so many or everybody will be coming at him. What, what is your stance there? Well, I know coach wanted to do it more national stuff because it reached more people. He didn't do a ton of local, local stuff here. He'd do the press conferences and all that, but most of his sit downs and radio stuff was on the national level where they act like this guy may do it locally, but, uh, well, the SIDs and all kind of discourage him from doing that. I think you'll lean on coach. I think you'll lean on, on uh, Coach uh, as to not to who, but to be darn sure that, that the national comes ahead of the local. I think you do a couple of local ones early to get everybody liking you a little bit. Uh, if you do too many, everybody expects you to do it, but you might get a couple to do it. He did one, as you said. But I think I think he leans on Coach. Um, now, he may lean on Coach and not agree with him, uh, he, he may feel like that because he's in here new and from a different part of the world that he needs to make everybody happy here. Um, naturally, people are going to bust you to try to overdo it. Once, once you, you know, you get calls. You know, I, as old as I am, I get calls from a lot of people when basketball season starts from different places. And you, you can get... You can get... Uh, you can get too many. I want to ask you, got- you this. Uh, <clears throat> Coach Saban had the the one voice, uh, and there were certain situations. I think at the very beginning of practice, he let the coordinator speak, but none of the other assistants ever spoke. And at a bowl game, when you had to have an open locker room, I think you could. They'd go in there and get those guys at the Final Four. Uh, but, you know, when you have so much interest – in Alabama football, not just statewide, but southeast, really across the country. You know, whenever you do an interview, people hang on every word, and then they they analyze, overanalyze everything that you say. Uh, now, most jobs, they let the guys talk to the media. Um, maybe Coach had it right, just the, the way people are about Alabama football, just one voice, one message coming out. Uh I think well, I think uh, Coach DeBoer will do what he wants on that. I don't even think he'll ask Coach Saban because Coach Saban's philosophy was probably different there. But would you said would you recommend he do that just by because of how passionate the Alabama people I are? Think how they probably overreact. so. I think probably so. This came, all of this came from Bill Belichick. Uh, the signs in the locker room 
the one sign that Bill had in his locker room, not a whole lot of signs that said, do this, do that. The signs in the locker room, from what I can understand, as well as one voice, is what Bill Belichick did. There are times that you have to do that when you get to a, to a national tournament uh, or playing for, the, for like next year, you'll have all of those that are in the, in the 12 teams will speak at whatever of the games that they play. But I think uh, I think he feels like that if the offensive coordinator says one thing uh, too much and the head coach says something else, and there are now two offensive coordinators at Alabama, one's going... I just think it, it comes from too many directions. Well, so-and-so said this. Well, I don't understand that because so-and-so said that. So I think uh, the one voice, as you mentioned, is is probably the best way to do it. And uh, I, I have no idea what Caleb may not want to do it that way. He may want to do it a different way. But Coach gets it from Bill Belichick. Yeah, it seemed to work uh, pretty well for Coach. Now, I, I, you know, I haven't heard any of the assistants be interviewed yet, uh, so maybe uh, the SID and I will lean on, we'll talk to Coach about it and give him uh, their opinion. Obviously, it'll be Coach DeBoer's decision. All right, let's get to the Yellowwood hotline and get Greg in. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I certainly appreciate the show. And, and Coach, I just want you to know I'm, I'm mad because I found out that this Last Saturday, you came to Locust Fork, Alabama. If I'd have known it, we'd have had you a daggum parade. You'd have been the head marshal. Uh, no, I didn't come to Locust Fork. I've got a, I've got a grandson that married a, a girl from Locust Fork, and there's a lady and her, and her husband that live on my street, on our street. Okay. That's from Locust Fork. I've never, I've never been to Locust Fork. Yes, you have. You came to a basketball game. When uh, Lokes Fort played, yeah, you, you was there. Oh. Your son was recruiting. Your, your son was recruiting Brandon Ball to go to Faulkner. Okay. You came. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought you was. At, I thought they said you was at that baby shower Sunday. No, I wasn't no baby shower. <laughs> that, must no, I, been I, his, I, that must have been that model. Well, this is double. There's more stuff said publicly about people that are no more true than a goose. If I had been to baby shower, I would tell you I was at the baby shower, but I wasn't there. Did he, when he was at the shower, uh, Greg, did he cut his car off? Did he leave it running in front of the house? <laughs> hey, Greg. I, I, the reason I wasn't at the baby shower, I didn't want to have to take a present. Yeah, he didn't want to buy a present. Although, we saw at Publix uh, two days ago, uh, Justin, that all the ha Valentine stuff was 50% off. So, thanks to Michael McGuire, he's but that wanted to wait till it's 75% off. But Well, but I wanted to tell reason I called. I did think, they did tell me they thought you were there because the guy gets his cause, it's grandson's having a shower. Yeah, by but God. anyway, they're good yeah. kid. And we appreciate he's got it. A, he's got a girl. He's married a girl over there now. He's got her pregnant. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. Oh, that's why you have a baby shower. <laughs> that's right. Let me tell you something. They're they young and in love. They got it going yeah, on. But anyway, right. I'm going to tell you, uh, I went to the basketball term. I've been broadcasting these games. Local sport makes the final form. Our team did, in which was a three of us. You played all of those Francis Marins and all that bunch last year. Yeah. We was able to knock them off and get to the lead eight and beat Alphamont. But there was, I got to watch Helena play. 
Yeah. Helena's got a good basketball team. They really got a good basketball team. I was impressed with them, and they dominated McIntyre, I thought, the second half. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we played well. We played Helena three times. We beat them like sixty something to thirty nine the first time, and then we played them at home and beat them by six. And then when we got to the, which I wish we hadn't have played them twice. And then when we got to the sub regional, we had to go to Alina. Uh, so once you'd beat them twice, and they had to go to Alina, uh, it wasn't, wasn't good. So, well, and I'll ask Coach something. Aren't you, aren't you pretty good friends with Tim Norton? With who? Tim Norton. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, listen. When when my kids were this bunch is from Lone Sports going to Final Four. When they were in the eighth grade, I hired Bobby Johns. You remember Bobby? He played for Bear Bryant. Yeah. And uh, I hired him. Firstly, hired him, and I hired the uh, Mike Dutton, who was a legendary coach at Benson Valley and all. And they came up, and Tim came up and worked with my son. He worked with some of them, and they loved him. And he worked with them a little individually. They thought the world of him. And I thought it was ironic. All them old boys, they're just a bunch of old guys, you know, that kind of got together and helped our boys. And now that same team is playing in the Final Four. So all that hard work paid off. But I love him, and he thinks the world of you. And and I just appreciate him so much and all those guys, what they did. Well, I, I appreciate you calling and telling our listeners that this is a good segment. We don't ever do this much. We always have a guest. So this well, who, uh, who's Locust started playing in the Final Four? They're going to play Mars Hill. And oh, it's yeah. a tough game. But we, we played them in the summer. Of course, that summer stuff, you don't know. We beat them in the summer. Yeah. But uh, Mars, Hill, Mars Hill's girls, Mars Hill's girls and boys are coming. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, I got a. That young eighth grader, she looks like a, a college player. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to watch those games. That's, that's, home for, that's home for me. I'm going to watch those games. Well, you get to see us play because we're going to play them. Yeah. I don't know oh. if we can have them or not, but we're going to play them. What time do you play them? <laughs> well, what is that game, Greg? They're going to be Monday. I think the girls will play like at 3 and the boys play at 4.30 Monday afternoon. Uh, I'll be there. I'll watch that. I'll be yeah, there. Legacy Arena. That's a great event. I'm going to be up there, uh, especially for the 6A on Wednesday. Greg, great call. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, Thanks thank you. Call. We appreciate you. We listen every morning. Don't get the call all the time, but now, we listen okay. every morning. Now, Greg, appreciate real quick you before you go, what, what kind of gift did they say he brought to the baby shower? Did he bring a gift? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I when I go back, I'm going to say, y'all got me on live on live radio in Paris, made with false no, information. I wasn't, I wasn't there. I couldn't afford a gift. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Thank you. I'm telling you, man. Be good. Y'all have a good day. All right. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you read a baby shower. So, I guess that girl's from Locust Fork. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. There you Locust. go. All right, Justin, let's uh, – a little bit from uh, Ryan's interview last night. Thank you, Ryan. I think Ryan's at the Beats this week uh, doing his show. Oh, they are. Uh, but everybody always wants to know about the quarterback. Uh, so let's go to that second clip there uh, about being the quarterback in Coach DeBoer's system. Here's what Coach had to say about that. What does it take to play quarterback in your system? Uh, you know, again, we'll adjust to whatever that quarterback uh, skill set is. Um, certainly a guy that can deliver the ball uh, to the skill uh, around him. Um, I think, you know, there's 11 players in the football field, uh, both sides of the ball. And I think you want to maximize each and every position, uh, you know, and, and that can be done in different ways. Um, and so, you know, what I, what I would hope we can be is, a, is that team that 
um, you know, can can deliver the ball to uh, all our skill positions, uh, you know, and also, you know, I think uh, you look at the different skill sets that we have, and, and obviously everyone looks at Jalen and sees his ability to, to uh, be mobile, run the football, um, you know, that's an added weapon. Um, but, uh, you know, that also makes everyone around him better. And because uh, extra eyes are in the backfield. And so, uh, you know, that's, there's a lot of different ways that it can go. But I think, you know, you need a guy that's poised, a guy that, um, you know, just uh, when the big moments come, um, is confident and his teammates feel that. And so I think there's, uh, there's things that you do as a, as a quarterback beyond the skill set um, and just in leading the football team. You know, and uh, that just comes through repetition, confidence, um, great preparation, um, you know, be, being that guy that uh, brings it every single day, every single moment, um, you know, and, and the team just feeding off of them. All right. Uh, that, you know, everybody talks about that. You always kind of build uh, your offense or certain plays around your particular quarterback skill set. I don't know that Alabama did that early last year. I think they were trying to figure out who was going to be the quarterback and they yeah. were t- trying to just run a system. It wasn't a system probably that was perfect for Jalen Milrow. And as they decided that he was the guy, then they started to build it around him. Does that important that uh, I'm assuming Milrow would be the guy, but they could bring this kid in from Washington. Uh, they'll, maybe have an open competition there, but with all the experience that he has, well, from day one, do you start to try to build this offense around Jalen Milrow, or do you try to look at everybody as you get started? I think you do both. I think think they must have a very high opinion of the kid that's coming in from Washington. Uh, The the offense will be brand new to him. It'll be brand new to Jalen as well. Um, There may be certain parts of it that that, uh, are the same, but I doubt it. But uh, I think you get both of them, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the talk among the radio shows will be, is the is the new kid going to be out Jalen Milrow? That will be the talk. talk. And uh, I would assume that he won't. Um, but, uh, you know, if he comes in and plays, and the first two games are very winnable games for Alabama. And... Uh, he comes in uh, and plays and plays well. They're, they're, the next thing that you'll hear will be who's going to be the starting quarterback against the third game, which is Wisconsin. So, you know, you, you get that from from us and other people. But I I, I think uh, with two, you know, you got two offensive coordinators there. You got Nick, who's going to be in charge of the quarterbacks. But uh, the other guy was going to be involved in the, if you want to call them plays, you can, of the offensive system. And they worked together on that. And the reason these guys are pretty close, I think, and I think Coach feels like that they have worked together. He can't work with one of them coaches the wideouts. Shepard does. So I think it'll go together fine. I don't. You're never gonna you're never gonna find uh offensive coordinators that satisfy people. All right, let's get uh to one more clip. Uh, and we always talk about expectations and I don't I don't think it's possible to even lower expectations here for Alabama football. Uh, but uh, they asked Coach about the expectations uh, for this upcoming year, and here's what he had to say about that. Coach, we're all talking about expectations. And, you know, we've covered perfectionists with Coach Saban for 17 years, um, you know, understanding the goals that he had. 
What are your expectations for the upcoming year when you when you look ahead? And I know we haven't even got to spring football. We're 13 days away from spring football and uh, 193 days away from Western Kentucky. But when you think about your expectations, what are they for the upcoming year? Yeah, I mean, you know, I get asked this question, um, you know, at Washington. I got to ask this question at, at Fresno State. I mean, you know, wherever you've been, I mean, when you've been a coordinator, um, and even uh, going way back at Sioux Falls, and I think it's just, um, you know, you, you you have that expectation of winning and then that winning championships. And that's, uh, you know, what this program and the expectation is here. Um, but I think when it really comes down to it, you know, I'm never putting a number on wins, things like that. Well, we're focused on um, and, you know, this isn't the. The, the the thing that really sounds all pretty and all, all that, but it's all about getting better tomorrow, you know, and then uh, us reaching and being our best. Uh, and that's, that's what I think we have done uh, wherever I've been. And in the end, uh, you know, we don't even realize we just spoke with the team today at the end of our workout, you know, a, a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, at the end of spring ball, you know, we're not even going to rec- recognize who we are because we're going to come, have come so far because we stack one day on top of the other and it's always moving forward. So um, the results are a matter of us being our best and uh, just con- continuously improving each and every day. Uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't personally don't think it was a good question. Okay. Why? Well, I just don't think you're not going to give a number of your expectations. Uh, and our expectations, you know, we helping break even out. I just don't think you can do that. I think you, and he he generalized it. Uh, I just don't think I, I don't. I mean, is there any I, way other than winning the championship to meet the expectations here at Alabama? What the people think? Oh, I, I, they thought that was coaching. He was seven six or seven five. The first year, I, um, I, you know, he's got better players. He comes in. The players are not as good when coach came in as as, he, as coaches left here. Um, um, my answer to that question would be to get our guys to play as hard as they can play and to work really hard to get more players to come into this program. Uh, that I would mention the recruiting, but also get, just to get the guys that we have who are very good to play their, to their expectation. That's the answer to the question. That's the only answer you can give. Yeah, he's not going to say, well, man, I mean, I'm expecting to win 10 or 11. He's not going to put a number on it. No, you can't. You just, I think it's a bad question. Yeah. All right. Uh, We'll take the break here. We get back. We'll uh, open phone calls. We'll also have uh, our boy uh, Justin Troll from Tuscan's Toyota at 8 o'clock. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a few minutes worth of delay both ways on Highway 69. It's about a 12 or 13 minute drive between 15th Street and Middle Erie Road. If you're on 2059, that's problem free traveling from 359 to Skyland Boulevard. With select Sealy mattresses, see a lower price, we'll match it. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another big warm-up today. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high 69. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 48. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy and mild. The chance of a shower by afternoon. Rain more likely tomorrow night. The high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
where the season never ends. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. They made this seven o'clock hour possible. Appreciate those guys so much. To find the closest dealer to you, go to yellowwood.com, put your zip code in, that'll pop right up. And when you're gonna build that five-star backyard, there's no other choice than pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. We'll take this top of the hour break. That's the tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama Sports virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood. And- as they talk Tide basketball. Don't miss the Crimson Tide basketball pregame show brought to you by Pritchett Moore Insurance, Tuscaloosa's best choice for business and personal insurance for 90 years. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265C. G. Tuscaloosa, a town square media station, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In top 25 college basketball, we had eight ranked teams in action. Two games featured ranked teams going head-to-head, including top-ranked UConn losing to number 15 Creighton, 85-66. Blue Jays get their first-ever win over a number-one-ranked opponent. They had been 0-6 for in program history. Huskies are the fifth number-one team to lose this season, and that loss could hurt their chances at a number-one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. 25th-ranked BYU knocked off number 11 Baylor, 78-71. Fifth-ranked Tennessee got by Missouri, 78 267. Number 19, San Diego State lost to Utah State, 68-63. Wins for number 18, St. Mary's and number 23, Texas Tech. College football news. The College Football Playoff Board of Managers unanimously improved a model that will start this fall. It guarantees the five highest-ranked conference champions inclusion in the expanded 12-team playoff along with the next seven highest-ranked teams. NHL, Battle of Division leaders, Rangers won their eighth straight beating the Stars 3-1. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You have 
Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Thank all state insurance agent Andrew Kniffer. Andrew is my agent. Let Andrew become yours. He's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3. Over in Northport, Alabama, his phone number is 205-722-9201. Let Andrew and his staff run the numbers for you. I made the change over four years ago. Best thing I did insurance-wise, I got the backing of Allstate, but the local people here that know the area inside and out. So give Andrew and them a call. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room, 205 722 Zero one. All right, we go out to Skyland Boulevard. We'll talk a little Tuscaloosa Toyota with Justin Troll. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? I don't have anything to say, so don't ask me. Uh, Justin? <laughs> Something's done happening. Yeah, so Justin. Uh, did you teach that? You taught him everything about the well, car? The car should have gone, on. gone off. Did you teach him how to cut the car off? Did you uh, teach him how to do yeah. that? All right, yeah. so... Uh, I get to the game the other day. They're playing. Who are they playing? Uh, the Saturday's you're, you're game. Telling the story. Go ahead. Who were they playing? <laughs> I don't know. It was A&M. Yeah, Texas A&M. And remember. my phone starts blowing up. Where's your dad? Where's your dad? Right, what are you talking about? He's He and Jack are at the game. Well, he's left his car running in the parking lot, uh, Justin. For over an hour, his car was just ru- that, those cars must purr like a kitten. Uh, didn't even know it. Left that thing running. Uh, does that, have you ever he, heard? He it? Bought, I thought I bought one and it cuts off when I get Justin, out of the car. You're supposed to have those cars where after about four or five minutes with no activity, they should shut off. <laughs> well, can you, can actually, you help him? How, how long did it? How long did oh, it? Stay hour. Running for sure? Hour. An hour. Hour and fifteen. Yeah, it's got a. It's got a it's got a way that you can shut it off after an hour. Like it'll shut off after an hour um, if there's, if there's no it. movement. Yeah. So so you know that car is a hybrid, so he probably didn't waste hardly any gas. So it was probably running on the battery the whole time. So it it's not that big of a deal as it may seem. So he was trying so, to keep the car warm for when he gets. Yeah, he was just it. trying to. He was. It was cold Saturday, and well, Barry's wearing me out about it. Everybody in America that listens to this show knows about it. Yeah, and of course, you sold a lot of cars. The first thing he tells, the first they call him, and he, you know, he turns to Jack and says, "Whatever you do, do not tell." Tell your daddy about this, uh, and so yeah. I had to find out from other sources. Yeah, I'm Jack. I'm sure Wimp that Barry has not told anybody but me. No, you're yeah. the first person I told about. That car must be quiet, huh? It must be a quiet yeah, those, car. Those, it's, it's, I'm driving what's called a Toyota Crown as my demo, and, and it's the same thing. It's the same engine and everything, and literally you can get out of it, and it's so quiet you you think you've got it turned on. Yeah. So. I, I can under I can understand it's it's quiet, but I'm sure he didn't lose hardly any gas, and um, you know it made for some fun. So it's all good. Yeah, there you go. Well, tell us uh, what you guys got going on down there. I know uh, last week we talked. Y'all got had a lot of 2024s that were coming. Have they gotten there yet? And yeah. uh, tell us what you got. Yeah, it's it's pretty um, it's pretty amazing this week. It's a lot of hype because it's all new. 24 Toyota Tacoma has arrived, and it's it's crazy. Same way with the Grand Highlander. You know, we can't keep them on the lot. People are buying them, uh, bringing in their older Tacomas and buying these. It's like a mini version of the Tundra. The Tundra's done great. I mean, it is. It's doing so much better in the market, even compared to our other one. 
And so it's a mini version of that. And the inside, it kind of favors it. And then on the outside, it's got resemblances. It's just a smaller version. Toyota hit a home run with this. And it is um, it's awesome. I got to drive it on the interstate the other day before we sold the one that came in. And it, it's got just so much horsepower and low-end power. It's, it's, a, it's a really good vehicle. Toyota doesn't make uh, a whole lot of mistakes. And they definitely didn't on this one. Uh, tell everybody how to utilize the website. Maybe we got people. We got a lot of people listening on the app uh, that may be out of town that want to uh, see what you guys got, but maybe even purchase it over the internet. Tell them how they can do that, uh, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, a phone call is no no problem. But if you want to get everything started right there at the website, you can put your credit application in. You can choose the car. You can it can show you payments. It'll show you kind of a rough idea of what your trade ins worth. So actually. You can do everything right there just like you were sitting there with us. It makes it real easy. It's the easiest site in the world to navigate. Uh, our guys do a really good job with that that website. So you can do everything right there at TuscaloosaToyota.com. It's just a click away. You can go into the search bar, um, type in, I mean, even if it's a non-Toyota, um, you can just type in, you know, one thing that relates to what you're trying to do, and it'll take you right to it. So it is, it's super easy. But if you're if you're old school like the Wimp Sandersons of the world and you need to pick up the phone and call us and get us started and let us help you, hey, we can do that too. It's pretty easy. Or you can drive right there on the lot. We've got tons of inventory right now, well over 100 used cars, probably close to 150 used, and somewhere around that number new. So there's roughly 250 to 300 cars on our lot right now. Hey, Barry, I think, it, I, think I need to go down there and – and demonstrate how to touch, yeah. touch the phone on and out, uh, the car on and off, and also let them have me drive a demo for a while. Yeah, I think yeah. you need a demo. Absolutely. Put him in a Absolutely. truck. Put him in a truck, Justin. Can't you see him riding well, I think the, the truck? I think, the way to, I think the way to reach the most people, instead of Wimp having to drive down 280 or wherever every day and drive down to the lot, and I know you don't want to do that, we could just come down and get, a, get Michael Anderson, our advertising guru to, to film a to film wimp setting up his phone and turning it on turning it off oh, opening crap. the sun oh, all that kind <laughs> of stuff and then we just you can't get i can't get the lights to dim <laughs> they do it on their own don't they just i can't, but I can't yeah, find, I can't find the button i can't find you, you the don't button need to do it they'll push. do it for you but you have to have yeah. a button pushed i can't find the button to push where's the button is there a button justin <laughs> On the dash to the left-hand side of the steering wheel, there's a little button that says auto with a little yeah, light. Yeah, there's a bunch of little buttons. Yeah, so <laughs> if it's auto, if it's on, then that means he's got it on where it's going to dim. Correct. Cotton picking on it's dim. Yeah. Well, hey, look, Barry, can't you tell that if we shot this video that it would really reach a lot of people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I think that's what we think that's what yeah. Michael needs to do. The only problem about yeah, a truck is I don't, wear a, I don't wear a baseball cap or have a beard, so I ain't going to work with a truck. <laughs> Get out of truck with your boots on. Uh, or my boots. Yeah, Justin, you're going to the game tonight. You're going to watch, go watch Bama, Florida tonight. I've got I've got uh, an obligation at six that I have to do tonight. So See, guys, I'm telling you, six o'clock's not a good time. It's not. It's not a good time, and and I don't know. Wimp is well on his way to what he predicted. Um, I like the way Alabama's. I got to watch a little bit of Tennessee last night, and got to watch Auburn another night. And I'll tell you what, Alabama's playing really well right now, so I like their chances. Alabama may be the one that's fifteen three. They'd be the closest yeah. one to being fifteen three. Yeah, if so. they go, if they win tonight and go knock off Kentucky uh, Saturday, you can get ready. 
Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, Justin, get out there and sell some cars today and just teach them how to turn it on and off. Uh, yep. yep. Tell them to call me. Tell them to call him. He can teach I you won't, to... I won't charge him at $50 a call. There you go. There you go. There you go. All We're right, going to produce the video and, and however many hits you get, we'll just pay you based off of what you do with the video. There you so go. We'll get that line up today with Mike. I ain't going to wait on the money. Tuscasatoyota.com <laughs> for all their... Uh, products and services. You can schedule the service at Swing by Skyland Boulevard. Find old Justin and tell him that you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Right, you guys have a great day. You too. Right. Uh, so there you go. Um, got uh, the trucks in. Uh, Justin, don't you see him driving a truck? You can see him driving a truck, couldn't you? Yeah, I could see I could see that. Like a, a big old Tundra or one of the new... Yeah, uh, with his cowboy boots on and his blue jeans. Yeah, yeah I, I ain't wearing I ain't wearing Spurs no and a cowboy cap. hat or something. Yeah, yeah. I ain't with, wearing with, no with a little cowboy hat. hat on. I don't wear no hat with a toothpick in his mouth or yeah. or a match. <laughs> have a match in his mouth yeah. <laughs> with the windows down and the no, uh, John Prime. Is it he, John Prime? John Prime would be on. The windows would be up. Uh, John Prime can, playing in the background. Right, if I can get a deal on Sears, I got me a deal now. There you go. Uh, a little Taylor Swift in the background. Just got to make Swift. sure it turns off on its own. Yeah, it's got to turn Taylor off. Swift. Taylor sure. Swift. Taylor uh, Swift. You don't like Taylor Swift? I like Taylor Swift fine, but she's she's fine. She's, she's over fine. in Australia. She is uh, now doing concerts. She had a she had a concert the other night. She had ninety two thousand people there. That's a concert. Ninety two thousand. How much those tickets cost? Oh, eight thousand. Ninety-two thousand people. She's making some coin. I think coin. Uh, she's doing that. All right, we'll go ahead and uh, get to break here. We'll get our man Bill Cameron. Auburn's got the week off. Uh, find out about Jalen Williams' injury. They don't think it's quite as bad as they initially thought. So hope we'll see how long he's going to be out and uh, what Auburn. There's a lot of talk about Bruce Pearl going to Indiana. Could you see that, Dad, if Indiana job over? Could you see, he used to coach at Southern Indiana. Could you see Bruce Pearl leaving Auburn for Indiana? In a New York minute. <laughs> really? God, that would be a tough loss for Auburn if they lost Bruce Pearl. Uh, he's kind of a staple down there. He's kind of got it rolling. So we'll see if there's any talk uh, about it down there. We'll ask Bill. All right, you're listed tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up an accident on northbound Highway 69 at Mimosa Park. That's a little bit south of the Skyland Boulevard interchange. It is out of the road, and we are noting a whole lot of backup there. Well, we are seeing some 69 delay, though, is south of that. If you're traveling northbound, pretty good braking developing. 2778 for 1000 finance, regardless of down payment amount. With approved credit through HMF, not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for full details. Expires 229.24. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another big warm-up today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 69. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 48. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy and mild. The chance of a shower by afternoon. Rain more likely tomorrow night, the high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. 
cleaners. They want to make your life easier. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, hung up, deliver it right back to you. If you want to drop off, we've got three locations here in the Northport, Tuscaloosa area. University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road, right out there by uh, the Publix, right before you turn right to go out to North River. Royal Cleaners been in this community for a long time. They do an absolutely outstanding job. So all your cleaning needs, give Royal a call, 205 205- Three nine one zero zero three four. I go to the Royal Cleaner Hotline. He's with ESPN one hundred six point seven. The Drive down in Auburn, Opelika, Monday through Friday. Bill Cameron. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Bill. Fine, Barry. Well, how's retired life, uh, Bill? You get to relax a little bit. Uh, no. You know, I've heard a lot of people say this. I mean. (laughs) First of all, it doesn't feel like I'm completely retired because I'm doing a radio show sure. every afternoon. But, uh, um, but I, I never had time to be getting all the uh, the yard work and stuff done during the week. I mean, just cleaning things out for the spring and things like that. So, uh, so no, no, I'm. Uh, I, I was thinking yesterday. I'm, I'm sore than I usually am during the week. So uh, we'll we'll see. But no, it's going fine. I don't see Coach Saban doing all that yard work. All he's doing is playing golf, Bill. You need to adopt his line of thinking. Uh, he plays golf. Well, every I'm, day. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for the first retirement check, and I, I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. until I get it, I don't, I don't know how much I can afford to have other people do things, do anything for me. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, there's a lot of build up to the Kentucky Auburn game. They were camping out for days. Uh, and, you know, Kentucky's been in that environment before a lot. They they always seem to uh, have to deal with that. And Auburn, quite honestly, did not shoot the ball well at all. Just kind of recap uh, what happened with Auburn on Saturday night. Yeah, it was, uh, um, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Kentucky because, I mean, they are an extremely talented team and they can, uh, you know, they can they can beat an awful lot of teams when they're playing well. And they played well. And I thought they got after it defensively early, uh, but Auburn had an awful lot of open shots that they just missed. I mean, uh, the sh- shots that um, that that they usually make, and then this past Wednesday they made every single thing that they they threw up. It seemed like against South Carolina, and I guess it was just the law of averages coming back. But uh, uh, I also thought Auburn settled for some shots that. They don't usually take. Instead of taking the ball to the rim the way they do a lot of times or getting it inside and seeing what happens, they settle for a lot of 15 to 20 footers inside the three-point line. And and it was also crazy that with about 10 minutes to go in the ballgame, by the time Jalen Williams had gone down, Auburn had shot twice as many threes as Kentucky. Kentucky did a much better job of attacking, getting the ball inside. As a result, uh, they outscored Auburn by 10 points in the paint. Auburn turned it over more than they usually do. Um, the the sh- most shocking number was the fact that Auburn's point guards had zero assists. And Auburn, um, you know, is generally good for fifteen to twenty assists a ball game as a team, and they only had seven. So um, I, I don't know if if some of it was maybe being wound a little too tight and and uh, just being over, um, you know. I don't know how to know how you say it besides just that, you know, just um, maybe a little, a, a little too high before the ball game. Uh, but it is, it is sort of interesting that Auburn's last two home losses, both came when the uh, game day was in town. Yeah. That. Well, uh, what I'm going to say, 
you may not agree with. I don't even think Barry. I think uh, I think the crowd has caused Auburn at times to play too cute. And by that I mean simply this: uh, behind the back, back passes are cute. Yep. Uh, when mm-hmm. when the guy comes, what, what's his name from Georgia comes in there and goes wild and he, he shoots shots Katie. he shouldn't shoot. Uh, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. Around the goal, when you get around the goal, you don't need to dunk. Try to dunk everything when the dunk is not there. The the backboard is your the backboard is your is your is your helper. I mean that's the best thing you got is the backboard. And Aubrey has a tendency here late to try to dunk everything around the goal and missing them. Uh, that, that's just a pet peeve with me. I, they did that when I was coaching. They were they were on the bench. I don't care if it was Robert Ory. Uh, you got to make the shots around there. I, I just think maybe a little bit, and you may you hit it on the head about the shots, but I just think a little bit that the, the crowd is causing them to play a little bit too cute. <laughs> that's what I think. You know, I haven't really thought of that. I hadn't really thought of that, Wimp. I think that's a great point. I mean, I know Chad Baker Mazzara had two of those yeah. uh, where Auburn, uh, Auburn was out on the break and looked on, they, they had a two-on-one or a three-on-one, and he goes behind the back, and it's not accurate, and it ends up just going out of bounds. Yeah. So th- those were things that, yes, it was almost like, wow, the crowd's really going to explode when this happens, then it does. Yeah. It turns into a turnover, and Kentucky yeah. takes it the other way. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, Auburn probably – out of it, winning the regular season. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. With four losses, Alabama two. Yeah. In the course of Alabama, were to lose to Florida tonight, that might change things. But uh, Auburn with a week off. Uh, talk about Jalen Williams, where he is, and did this team maybe need a? Of course, they got so much depth. I don't think they really have tired legs. They keep playing a ton of minutes. Was this a good week off for Auburn? Uh, just talk about that a little bit. Well, if you're going to lose somebody like like a Jalen Williams, uh, you, you absolutely uh, could use a week off to try to adjust and, and see what changes are going to make there to the roster. Boy, the good news was when um, you know when he went out, uh, I don't think anybody felt that uh, um, that it, it was very likely that we'd see him again for quite a while. So, I mean, it was good news to find out there was no structural damage to the uh, to the knee. He was at practice on. Uh, Monday on an exercise bike they had yesterday off. Uh, and and uh, right now the feeling is that he should be back for the SEC tournament. Might be able to come back before then, but there's no reason to really rush him. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I, uh, you know, I don't think Auburn's uh, still in the – I mean, they're in the race, but, I mean, it's a long shot now. The main concern is now try to get this team ready for the postseason and – and see what they can do without Jalen. I would expect uh, Auburn to go with, um, at some times, go with, uh, with with a smaller lineup with Chad Baker Mazzara at the four. Georgia is a team that you know plays a lot of guards, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Baker Mazzara playing some of the four along with Chaney Johnson. Um, uh, they, yeah, they've been playing can with Leor Berman being the 11th. I guess Leor will be the 10th guy right now. That's what Bruce was saying after the ball game is that Kenny Johnson and um, Chris Moore are going to play some at the four, but I also think Chad Baker-Mazzara moves to the four. They just got to get the, the main thing they've got to do now is they've got to see if they can, you know, just clean up the guard play. Trey Donaldson has been playing pretty well. He, he had an off night the other night, but I mean, 
the the the, the one guy that's uh, uh, you know been been frustrating is, is Aiden Holloway. I mean, he shot the ball pretty well early this season. He just hadn't been able to to hit any shots at all as we've uh, you know come through the middle of the SEC regular season. Yeah, that. Well, they uh, you know we get down to the end of the year and you the teams that you're supposed to play twice. He hadn't done he hadn't done that all the time and my. Uh, my thought process is that Alabama, uh, Auburn is going to play Georgia twice in these last right. games. I think that's correct. I, I don't have it in front of me. That is right. And um, they're going to have to go to Tennessee. Um, I think a, I think a race is 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 a little bit Kentucky, a little bit Tennessee, and more so Alabama as far as the regular season. Tennessee and Alabama. Oh yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all Alabama. it's all there for Alabama. Yeah, it's this, all this, there for. Them. I mean, this week they they can they can all but wrap it up. I think this week. Yeah, uh, they do have the two games where Alabama, where Auburn has Georgia twice, Alabama has Florida twice, which is maybe a little bit tougher game on the road that Alabama is going to beat Florida at home. But uh, is this? Uh, he's playing a lot of people, and. Uh, I, I don't try to coach his team, but the big guy, the big strong kid inside, to Very me, well. yeah, needs to play more. Needs to play more minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, here, here's the other thing. Yeah, because because here the other possibility that uh, that I think uh, we're liable to see is against the against more physical teams uh, with with bigger front lines. I think you're going to see some more of. I think you're going to see Janai Broome move to the four and Dylan Cardwell play some five. So okay. that's the other option and something they probably wouldn't have done as much of with Jalen Williams still there. So that's where the injury, I think there's going to give them a shot to see if they can go a little bit bigger there with Broome at the four and Cardwell at the five. Yeah. It, it, is there any thoughts uh, football-wise that, that our, our listeners need to know? Anything about the recruiting? I think you've had a good recruiting year. Um, of course, a new staff. Maybe I shouldn't change it to football now. Maybe Barry has some basketball. But before it's open, before we lose you, any any football news that we need to know, listeners do? You know, there's nothing that we've really uh, – nothing that I've heard over the last uh, week or so. It's, it's uh, really interesting. I mean, we're less than a week away from the start of spring practice. Spring practice – is uh, starting next Tuesday. They're going to go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, the following week after that is spring break here at Auburn. So um, we, we should have an opportunity with with Hugh Freeze before the start of spring practice. Uh, but I haven't heard anything personnel wise much or anything uh, here lately. Just you know, just been hearing that, that the off season and things are going well. But yeah, there there hasn't been much football news lately. Well, I do want to give you guys an update. I'll let you I'll let y'all know during the week next week. But for the first time, for the first time ever, I've gotten a. Uh, I wonder if it has something to do with retiring. I, I doubt it, but uh, I've gotten a uh, uh, summons to to jury duty, and that's funny. My wife has had that many times. I never have, so I may or may not. Be available next Wednesday. I'll let y'all know when I find out myself. Uh, we'll, try week. To, we'll try to find a burglar or a convict. Be on something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about Auburn baseball. I saw they had uh, the new 
amenities that they got there, I guess down the first baseline behind home play. I did watch a little bit of the game uh, last night. They played uh, UAB. They had some freshman pitchers actually come in uh, and pitched well for them. Kid, I guess Griffin Graves and Cam Tilly, uh, two freshmen that uh, came in and, and pitched well. Uh, but let's talk about the upgrades to the facility there. And it looked like they had a great crowd over the weekend for Eastern Kentucky and a good crowd last night with UAB coming in. Yeah, it's really been cool. We got a tour of the Hall of Fame club. The media did last week, and uh, it, it is really something. I mean, I'm I, I was really impressed, man. Where I used to, uh, where where there used to be. Uh, storage first and batting cages that were dark and dank and everything. I mean, the, uh, the hall of fame club, which is of course, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, honoring Frank Thomas. It's really cool. You step in, it's sort of like a Chicago speak easy there. Then it's a big, there's a, there's a big area of lots of TVs. Um, they've got, you know, for the folks, folks that are just have a, a ticket to the ball game can buy add-ons to get in there and, um, you know, hang out there or come in behind home plate. Those seats are really set up well. Uh, and, and I love the way they added it. You really can't tell. It doesn't look like an addition. The brickwork and everything really makes it look uh, just like it's like it's part of Plainsman Park and has been for a long time. So that's the biggest thing that is in there this year. They've also added a couple of wood tiers out in right center field. They're calling that the back 40, and that's for not just for students, but for anybody First come, first serve to sit out there and be right next to the uh, visiting team's bullpen, and uh, sort of sort of add. So they've they've got it coming from both sides with the the folks that are still seated out there uh, where there used to be platforms in the K corner. So uh, fun start pitching has really been pitching has really been exceptional here early on. They've given up just uh, three earned runs in their last three ball games, and you're right. Last night, I think only an inning and a third was thrown by uh, returning pitchers, and one of those was a sophomore. So um, they've, they've got a lot of arms. Um, the middle of the lineup is anchored by a couple of second-year players in Ike Irish and Chris Stanfield, and they've got a, they've got a couple of guys with pop. Um, so they're off to a good start. Uh, they've, they've, got a, they've got an interesting trip this week. They go down to Jacksonville, take on uh, um, uh, Iowa, Virginia, and Wichita State yeah. down in Jacksonville this weekend. Yeah, uh, seemed like they uh, did a good job on the position players uh, going to the transfer portal. They, they brought in a lot of uh, transfer guys that that seemed to be starting for them. Uh, so they utilized the portal a lot for the position guys. Yeah, Auburn got a, uh, they got uh, two players from Jack State that uh, opened up the season second base and uh, left field and. And, uh, you know, they've got a couple of transfers, uh, a, a DH first baseman and a, and a left-handed pitcher who pitched really well Sunday from, from UAB. But a couple of guys from, from outside the state, Cooper Weiss, has come in and just gone run crazy. Uh, he's got um, six or seven stolen bases in the first four ball games. stole a couple more last night. So uh, thus far, they're, they're also showing their speed. I don't know, this, may, this probably is one of the um, – faster teams that I've seen at Auburn in, in a long, long time. So, um, I mean, good start. We'll find out it's a long season, but, but yeah, it's a, a promising start. Yep. Daddy, anything else for Bill before we let him no, go? He's got to get to the yard. got to get to his yard work over there, so we don't need to keep him too long. Well, uh, text me and let me know if you're in jury <laughs> duty next week. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get somebody that, that if you're not going to be here. 
Yeah, I will. All right. Yeah, that's the thing. I've, I've never, I've never had. It. I always wondered why I never got one of those things. But of course, uh, I don't know. Congratulate you or not? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't either. Hopefully, I'll if you, you know. hopefully if you do go, you have a good case to sit in and listen. Yeah, to. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I watch a lot. I watch a lot There's of plenty of cases and things like that. So. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that's a lot. Got cases. All right, Bill, tell everybody <laughs> where they can get you and uh, find your show down there. Uh, yeah, it's the drive every day uh, on ESPN one hundred six seven four to six in the afternoon. Welcome uh, anyone anyone uh, calling in. You can uh, listen to us online at ESPNAU.com or RadioAlabama.net. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. All right, guys. Have a great week. All right, Will. All right, uh, Dad, we got a great new sponsor. Not really new to us anymore, but uh, Bryant Bank. I know you bank there. you got four locations here in the Northport, uh, Tuscaloosa area. But tell, tell the listeners about Bryant Bank. Well, if you're looking for a really a traditional banking experience, I think uh, Bryant Bank would be the place that you can go in. They'll call you by name. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's big. We've got four offices in, in Tuscaloosa area, and, uh, they've got really great service. Uh, they've got uh, uh, great experience with all the bankers that are there. They, our customers uh, enjoy online banking uh, around the clock, so it gives you the freedom and flexibility to sort of bank the way you want to. All the banks are uh, by the people who you know and trust. It's just a, it's a local bank. And uh, four, four locations in Tuscaloosa, as I've mentioned, Several locations in Birmingham. I go I go through uh, Columbiana a lot when I come down to Gulf Shores, and there's one there. So Bryant Bank is a little bit everywhere. They've got that zip code that you all recognize. So I would trust you to go by. I've been with Bryant Bank for a long, long time because I've got a lot of a lot of age on me. And uh, the truth is that uh, they're the absolute best. If you're looking to, you know, if you're looking to buy a place, a home, or something. Certainly, they can can help you with your uh, your the money situation that you have in trying to do that. So, Bryant Bank, outstanding people, uh, people that I trust, people that I know. Uh, when you walk in, you're not just walking into a bank; you're walking in to see a banker as well. I think that's important. So, if you don't mind when you go through there and visit with them, especially if you're new, just tell them that you heard on inside the locker room. All right, we'll take this break. We'll open up the phone lines for the rest of the show. Bend for all ages. For more details, log on to NorthportBunnyTrail.com. This report is sponsored by Compassion International. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Get right up to the Yellowwood Hotline. We'll get uh, Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Have you guys picked up since Saban's retirement how many more interviews our AD and coach is doing? Now, I agree with Wimp. That question shouldn't have never been asked, and it took him a minute to ask it. Expectations is always to win every game. Are we going to burden this poor guy down with these kind of interviews and waste this much time? This man, Saban didn't do it. He made it clear from the start. 
But I, I will say this on Burns' interview on 95.3, he said this, you know, Saban retired on Tuesday. Him and his wife was at downtown Seattle in a hotel with our future coach and his wife on Wednesday night, the very next night. Did y'all hear that? No, but but this call a call had a nice airplane. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they put out uh, smoke screens. They they get the the Dan Lanning thing moving, so everybody's focusing on that, and they ain't never going to Oregon. They're going somewhere else. So any coaching search, whatever name, if it's at Alabama, whatever name comes out first. That's not that's not the person getting the job. That's right. uh, it was Thad Mata. It was Thad Mata in basketball. Yeah. And that never happened. And Dan Landing, they 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 send you that direction, and then they go somewhere else. No, oh, they get well, you, they get names by by talking with people and try, trying to decide who they want to interview. And and uh, Dan, you know, they they felt like that Washington was a better interview than Dan was. All right. Well, I agree with Wimp on the Kentucky deal, too, Barry, and it's hard for me to agree with Wimp on anything. <laughs> but uh, the behind-the-back passes, and but hey, Kentucky talked the trash, and they backed it up. We're going down and playing in that cracker, back, cracker box gym, and we'll see what happens. And they did it. They had that thing emptying out with two minutes left in the game. Yeah, I just don't like. Got- I can't stand when Calipari goes and went, and then he goes to the media and he shows his butt. Just go to the media and ask the questions. Quit standing up there saying, "No, you know, come at me. Don't don't come at my players." Nobody been coming at his <laughs> players. The guy hadn't done a good job. Period. And then they went and won that game at Auburn. That's fine. He did a good job there, but. His ego, when, when, like his halftime interviews, drive me up a wall. He tries to overanalyze it. And oh, to go, he can't quit talking. Uh-uh. And to go in there after the game and, and try to act like Mr. Tough Guy, like bring it to me, stay off my players. They, he hadn't done a good job with the team, let's be honest. And they, they played great that day. So just go in there, answer the questions, and get out. Don't make it a show like he did. That kind of stuff drives me nuts, Joe. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> well, the line's eight and a half again tonight, just like it was with A&M. Yeah, it seems like they're giving away money for Alabama. Uh, they, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So It really does. Uh, I thought the same thing, Barry. You give I mean, Florida, I, that gives Florida no chance. You give Florida no chance tonight, Joe? Uh, no, I'm not going to say that because we could, we could come out and make three out of 33s. You know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, no chance. We keep them in the game. That's for <laughs> sure. No Even on the road, and Florida's got a couple of pretty, not huge upsets on the road, but good webs. You know, the other upsets on the road. Well, they beat Kentucky. Scary. Kentucky, that wasn't bad. Yeah, that's right. Florida won at Kentucky. Yeah, mm, and that. they won one other game. I, I have to look at their schedule now. Should have won. Might have been one in Gainesville. Wasn't Tennessee at home? Was it? Uh. No, Tennessee lost to South Carolina, and uh, well, my lost. Justin may be right. I can pull up Florida's schedule. Hey, let me ask y'all this: He he brought up Tennessee. My question is this: I'm starting to hear we ain't even got to the tournament yet. Rick's probably got the most uh, explosive score he's had since Durant when he made the Final Four. Can he do it this year? 
no at Tennessee. No. Wimp said no. Well, what was the question? I missed it. I was looking at Florida's schedule. I'm sorry. Well, uh, Rick Barnes has the most explosive score stat-wise since Durant at t- Tennessee when he made the Final Four. Can he do it with Tennessee this year with this kid? Can he make the Final Four? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends on my, their offense. Got kind of comes and goes. Uh, that kid bailed them out in the second half uh, last night. I mean, I, I guess they could. Uh, I don't expect them to, though. To be honest with well, you, Barry, man, if there was ever upset chance for the only game, it was last night. I told, I said, yeah, no. it was uh, close, but they ended up getting it together late and ended up pushing it out. The game was a lot closer than the score indicated. Uh, Florida. Uh, they did split with Kentucky. Um, they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, eight of the last, eight of the last nine. Though the only loss was yep, at uh, right. Texas A and M by what one does that point. That they won that's eight right. out of nine. That means they're playing well. If you win eight well, out of nine, you're that, playing well. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that Saturday and I thought it. And then uh, you look at this line. It may be a sucker line. Who knows? Yeah. So they've won at Georgia. Uh, they won. At Kentucky, and they won at Missouri, which everybody's done. So, um, I don't know. Okay, seems, like the, seems like the home teams Georgia. aren't holding the serve as much at home. A lot of this home losses yeah. here lately. They so. were down at Georgia double digits and come back and won yeah. that game. That's no, the game everybody, I everybody was. I yeah. Poor Georgia. I anyway. Yeah. All right, Joe, we'll see. Call us tomorrow. Later. Yeah, Thanks right, for bragging on me, George. Back uh, up to Joe. the Yellowwood Hotline, get JD. And good morning, JD. Morning. Good morning, y'all. First off, I want to say roll tide. You know, it's always a blessing to be on, you know, to call in and be able to talk to you guys. Um, you know, I, I originally was going to talk uh, and, and see what y'all thought. You know, I was watching South Alabama um, and how their defense is going. I know y'all are talking about basketball. Um, but, you know, one thing that I didn't realize is how quick and, you know, and fierce their defense was, you know, compared to, you know, how it can be at Alabama. And it kind of put a smile on my face with something one of my buddies was telling me to kind of watch their highlights. And the, the way that our new defensive coordinator, you know, changed, uh, you know, how he rolled with his team, I actually think that we have a really good chance this year to become like we used to be. Uh, you're talking about Coach Womack, who came uh, obviously from – uh, South Alabama. The good thing is the familiarity with he and DeBoer. They were uh, together uh, at Indiana, so they have a relationship there. There's, and that's a lot of times you go back and hire guys that you're comfortable with. So I know Coach DeBoer is comfortable with him. He's probably be comfortable working in that environment because they know each other. Uh, Dad, just your thoughts about the. Uh, well, I don't think I don't think Alabama's defense and the other guy was that bad. Personally, I think I think he does a good job out defensively. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and I think they're. Gonna, I think that the, what they're bringing though is is kind of what you know what Alabama, I think what Alabama needs. You know, now of course I'm not an expert, so don't quote me on that just yet. But you know, if they can come in here and, and bring what he had in South Alabama, and with you know with the players that we got coming in, I I, I really think that you know that that may be what we can use to you know to stop offenses that. You know, everybody's saying they can, you know, beat Alabama. That, you know, I think we can, that can really be useful in, you know, Alabama. Well, it's a different league. South Alabama's a totally different league, and he comes in here, uh, you could be encouraged, but you could also be disappointed. I think, uh, right. 
I think it's you know it's all all his ability to get along and get the players. If the players are as good as you say they are, then they're going to be good. If the players are not, then uh, they're going to struggle. <laughs> right. I, um, but one last thing though, I, I want to see. You know, y'all were talking about you know which teams you know might make Final Four. I think Tennessee might have a chance. You know, I, I want to say it. You know, obviously as an Alabama fan, I want to say that Alabama would have a chance, but you know that to be seen. Um, but I, I kind of, you know, I, I am from Kentucky, but I'm a diehard Alabama fan. But I kind of, you know, the way I've been looking at, it, you know, it's always good to see Auburn lose uh, as an Alabama fan. Um, I didn't like what Cal Perry said, you know, after the game, but I kind of want to see what they can do in the Final Four. I think. You know, really good showdown would be Kentucky versus Tennessee, in my opinion. I feel like that's going to be a really, really, really good game. Um, and I think both of them could possibly make the final four. Uh, we'll set to see down in March. Yeah, it's all think, about the matchups. Uh, where the games are played is, is, is key. Uh, so we'll see once uh, – uh, they get the pairings out. Uh, they get the, you want to get the highest seed possible. I know people say, "Well, it doesn't matter." It does uh, if you get a, the better seed you get, you you know gives you a chance to get past that first round game, uh, and and that's the key. Thank you, JD. All right, we're going to get to break here. Uh, we'll open the phone lines if you guys want to jump in. Uh, then we'll come back and we'll wrap up the show. We'll get out of the way and make way for the Gary Harris show. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine and twelve thirty AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a new problem and a bad spot for it. There's a stalled vehicle right in the middle of the intersection along Skyland Boulevard at Greensboro Avenue. Left lane there is blocked. Traffic is getting through, but you've got to kind of do some maneuvering in order to get through the area there. Also, our earlier accident spot that had been working on northbound 69 in Mimosa Park, that is clear, never caused a whole lot of backup anyway. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. On the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Thursday, 7.30. We'll talk with J.C. Sherbert. We'll look at college football across the country with J.C. Also in the second hour, we'll look at what happened in the Alabama-Florida game and look forward to the Alabama-Kentucky. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner, too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another big warm-up today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 69. Tonight, mostly fair with a low at 48. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy and mild. The chance of a shower by afternoon. Rain more likely tomorrow night, the high I 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Barry? Yes. Uh, tomorrow after JC... Um, we've got Tom Hart on. Okay. So Tom, of course, is one of my favorites, and tried to work out a time when he could be on, and that was his his choice was Thursday. So we have him on tomorrow. We'll go go back to two guests tomorrow. All right. Uh, also, uh, Coach was uh, saving on referring about uh, was up in Birmingham uh, doing 
speaking. I think it was about uh, some of the former coaches, and I, I'm not exactly sure what uh, he was doing up there, but he's back in town. Uh, but they asked him what he missed the most about coaching, and I, and I can, you know, when you're coaching, uh, you're in the office, you got people around you, um, your players are coming by, you're, you're communicating with them, you're communicating with your staff, you got your support staff there, so you have relationships uh, with people. And uh, when you retire, uh, you're kind of by yourself all the time. Uh, to be quite, I mean, I know he's playing golf, but he's not with his people uh, on a daily basis. And that's what he said he missed the most, the relationship that you have with the people you work with. Uh, every day, the players you have a relationship with, trying to inspire and help them. That's probably the thing I miss the most. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of learned that when I got out of college coaching. I was in sales, and you were in the car by yourself all the time. You know, and it's such a different deal when you're part of a team. Uh, you have a relationships with people. So I do think that's probably is a big adjustment for coach. Your thoughts about oh, sure, that? Sure it is. You know, he gets out. Maybe maybe a little bit because of the age, but a big part because of the way things are going with recruiting. Because recruiting is his number one deal, and to have to fool with the money that you have to give behind the scenes. But people that listen to show have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. But I can tell you for sure, it's a lot, and there's a lot of haggling back and forth. Uh, coaches get mad at each other because they think if somebody's come after their player. <clears throat> Uh, there's a lot of disagreement among coaches who don't show it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that is disgusting to him. And I, I know age was a factor, but I also think the way I think Barry feels somewhat the same way. Uh, the way things are going, that uh, he just wasn't enjoying it as much. Uh, and then you know, I think he's. Uh, they asked him about. Uh, with Coach DeBoer, uh, and he said, I really haven't been around. I really tried to stay arm's length uh, away. I don't want anyone to think that I'm looking over their shoulder. I think he hired a good staff. I think he's a good man. I think he's a good catch and all. Uh, he'll do a really good job. So I think he's trying to kind of stay in the background only if they want – I mean, if they want his advice, I think he'll give it to them, but he's not going to be seeking them out. And he talked about uh, Coach Womack was going to stop by his office one day this week and they were just going to maybe talk a little defense and talk a little bit about the Alabama job there. So If it were me and I, if it were me and I was the offensive coordinator, the first person I'd call would be Tommy Reese. Yep. So, if I were friends, friends to him and, and visit with him about – that's what I would do. Yep. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here. Remember, tomorrow we'll have JC. We'll have Tom Hart on uh, tomorrow. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in here all day long for the best local sports in this area. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.